good, man. How are you doing? Same old shit, bro. Just work. Miss you, man. What it do? What it do, my guy? Struggling down here, man, North Carolina, man. You know, they about to about to send the army and shit, the people on the mask and, get <laughs> and shit, man, because we about to get this day. Yeah, yo, I heard I heard it's only attacking the white people. So I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, if you study history, you know, only one of us has a repeated <laughs> You know the plague in these things, so you know I'm not. I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to come up with a racist. Yeah. I mean, there could be some historical um data to support that. Just saying. Well, you know, conspiracy theory I heard the other day is that the um Donald Trump said that he got it. <laughs> nah, not not even that. I heard that the Asian the Asian world, like everybody on the eastern side of the world. Uh-huh. Like they all got together, manufactured this virus to attack just white people, and that's why all the European countries and everything is all fucked up. But you don't really hear about coronavirus in Africa. Or yeah, I heard they actually have a significantly low, which is crazy. Yeah, whole of France shut down and shit. <laughs> like, damn. So, like I said, I don't know how I feel about this because as I've been seeing it, it looked like it's just attacking white people. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I haven't really paid attention to the news due to this political bullshit, which I'm sure we'll talk. We'll talk about at some point amongst everything else we got. We got lined up to discuss it, but so it's really there's no there's been no black people that's, that have come down with it. Not that I've seen. All the cases of people has been white folks. Like, you know how they talk about New York got all these crazy people, like all these crazy numbers in New York? It's all upstate. They got like, I think they have four people in, in the Bronx, all white people. Yo, you know what's funny? So, yo, my assistant principal, yo, he's mad cool. Um, and he was like, and we were talking about the quarantine zone, how it's in New Rochelle. And he said, New Rochelle, ain't that the, the nice part? <laughs> the right part like... <laughs> So coincidentally, what you said has been corroborated because I was like, "That's what." Listen, when I first heard it, everything just started to piece together. I was like, "Yo, that's <laughs> just crazy, man! Just panic, exciting panic." Nah, but yeah. no lot. They're talking about shutting down schools. We're talking about like colleges are closing and going to like online formats. Shit's nuts. But going back to like more conspiracy theories, every time there's a 20s, since civilization's been civilization, anytime in the 20s, there's always some kind of plague. Every plague has been in the 20s. What was the black plague? The 20s, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We gotta look that up. But I saw some shit. I saw some shit. That all the plagues was in the twenties. I know the bubonic plague was in like the um fourteen twenties or whatever the fuck. The one that wiped out half of Europe. I'm looking at I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to see what it says. Uh might just be a spin around. First pandemic. Yeah. 542. Second pandemic. I don't know. 
Seventeen twenty. Oh, that's a grave. <laughs> this shit. This seventeen twenty. I was like, yo. <laughs> you right. People who died of a bubonic plague in mass grave from seventeen twenty to seventeen twenty one. Marcus France. I don't want to talk about this no more. That makes trying to scare man's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Just a little scare tactic. A little, little social culling real quick. You know what I'm saying? Get everybody back in line. Mm. Maybe we sure. some love while they at it. I mean, I mean, I don't... The shit is with that whole wealth thing. Is at the end at the end of the day, power still rules all. And we kind of see the people who got the power in these Yo, times. So you know what's crazy? Like, why are black people voting for Joe Biden? And it's like killer too. You know, but but you gotta you gotta point out which black people. It's a certain select few black people that I've been understanding from what I've been following. It's all the older black people because none of the older black people are buying into the pay more taxes for Uncle Bernie. You know what I'm saying? So they're gonna they're gonna, you know, do the quote unquote safe thing. I'm not vote for who can beat who can beat Trump. I think that article I posted from Forbes and it's and it's source from another article on Vox. They actually said in the South, younger black people are voting for Biden too. And he says that's crazy because familiarity, bro. I'm pissed. Why do you think I've been going so long? I think I was ranting like that. Like I could not believe that shit. And the numbers are like sixty. But you're down, you're, you're down there, bro. So you know, you can clearly see there's a very different um, view on society they have down there. Like they look at life very differently. I was like, what the? Fuck? Damn, I mean, but the the black people that I know, they said they voted for Bernie, though. So I mean. I believe them because it's always one or two, three people. That's why sometimes I'll be like, the voting, that my vote really don't count because, like, I always know somebody that was going to do what I was going to do. And look, we still lost. People that I don't know, that's the problem. I mean, I feel like we kind of grew up in a pocket living in New York, though. Yeah, for real. So, but, you know, it is what it is. I ain't going to lie. I was going to... If if Joe Biden does win, yo, that's gonna be some funny ass presidential debates. Wow. Cause they both loose at their mouth. You ain't see the shit on CNN today. He went to the um to the like auto trader place and the guy was arguing. Yeah, he got to into it. With me. And he was like, "You full of shit." I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> Uncle Joe, don't play." Okay. Yeah, Uncle Joe be tripping. Yeah, I heard some shit. I was um. I was watching a, uh, the interview of, what's this, the radio dude, Ari, on um, The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started, I don't think I finished it. I started to watch it. Um, yeah, but they were talking about how um, how the um, voters that your man Joe Biden never won a primary. Yeah, but he's still, that's what I'm like. Even when he was running for president before he became vice, ran on the vice president ticket, he's never won a primary. He's lost to Bernie a few times, too. It drives me crazy when I be arguing because I'm like, they older than me and they be trying to tell me, and I'm like, you're not making any sense. How you yeah. going to say Bernie can't make it? This dude's never won anything, but they swear he can do it. 
I think it's Obama syndrome. That's what I call it. Everything about it really, it really, it really is. I mean, that's the only thing that um, that's the only thing that they run and that that a lot of them are basing their argument on for Joe Biden. Nothing else they can really bring to the table other than familiarity. So I mean, it is what it is at this point. It's the same shit when fucking Hillary won, bro. Nah, she was crooked though, bro. In '94, she was. I wasn't. That nigga Joe Biden, no goddamn different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's a fact. This shit is crazy. I mean, niggas crucify Bloomberg, and I personally like I can't stand Bloomberg, so I'm glad he's not in the race no more. And I would have stood on fucking the top of Statue of Liberty and screamed, "Do not vote for Bloomberg if I could," because I really can't stand that nigga. He. That nigga violated my life. I feel like he personally violated my life. I don't know, but whatever. So I really, I feel like he personally violated my life. Like he's one of the cops that stopped and frisked me. I feel like he was the one that did that. So I'm really glad that he's not in it no more. But the fact that he was so quick to backbite him kind of just proves the point that we all kind of screaming at that they all the same fucking cheap. Like, God damn it. It don't matter how you fleece the bitch, it's still a sheep. <laughs> so it's like that's why I'm I'm tired of this politics shit, man. It's kind of frustrating at this point. Nah, that ass is. Like I really, that shit really my blood pressure. As much as you, as much as you stand on principles, like this shit, you spinning your wheels. And I think that's what gets. I think that's the frustrating part about it. If you a man of any principle. Politics is gonna just piss you off because they don't have any. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, There's no principle. Bro. That shit is the Sodom and Gomorrah in, <laughs> in the flesh. Kind of leads to what we talked about. So I had posted that article a while back about the um the Marines using the Confederate flag on the on the military base and how like right. they had to put a ban on it. Yeah, and and Joe, Joe, what did see? The thing is, I don't, I really don't care here or there. I just kind of understood what Joe was talking about, so I played devil's advocate with Joe. That's first of all. So, but in all honesty, mm-hmm. I understand what he's saying. A flag, it is art. I don't, I don't know how you want to take it. About. It is art, even though it's for the other side. Even though it's for the other side, I told you I it's there. Huh? I told you I was gonna go with this. If Bloods were rocking a blue flag, saying that it is art, that should be tolerated. Of course not. But that's what I'm saying. You're speaking from an enemy's perspective, and that's what Joe was saying. Which right? The enemy's perspective. You you don't you don't you don't fuck with the Confederate flag. You feel like everything the Confederate flag stands for is bullshit, is racist, and all that kind of stuff, right? But every, so the American flag is just like Bloods and Crips. They're opposed and they're opposites. Just the American right. one and wiped them out. They done. Understood. So, but what Joe was saying is that everybody's getting all up in arms over the, this piece of art that these people standing around and screaming about. And it's like, it's kind of pointless and bullshit. I mean, but I, I understand the other side as well. And you know, there's a principle. But I hear you. I dig you. 
my whole thing is like, if you want to rock that flag so bad, then why, then why wear the American flag? Clearly, that's not for you. So you shouldn't join the army. You should get the fuck out. Go with your right. Family. But this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's the equivalent of like you, like you were talking with the Bloods and the Crips, right? Huh? Like you were saying with the Bloods and the Crips. Now, if there's a blood out there and he got a blue flag on, him, right? The first thing that's gonna happen is that whoever's a blood is gonna press him. Whoever's a crypt is gonna press him, right? And he's gonna have to deal with the consequences with either one of those altercations. So this is why, like, I'm kind of with Joey that like, if those people want the problems, they give them the problems. They clearly want it. They want to stand on principle. Let them stand on principle. So you stand on your principle and do whatever is necessary. So if the flag got banned, okay, cool. But I mean, I guess at this point, now that it's a ban, they can't stand on their principle and deal with consequences. But it's what I'm saying. People still will. Maybe, yeah, you can't do it in the military or whatever, but even with, with the whole swastika thing. Like the other day, I seen they had it at one of the Bernie Sanders rallies. Somebody dropped a swastika, a whole swastika flag at a Bernie Sanders rally. Of course, they pull it down mad quick and all that, but you think the niggas still that out there? They go find their ways. I mean, he was probably lick it up. <laughs> but they go show their ass every once in a blue. So you saying let them live because it is going to live? I'm not, I'm saying they're going to let themselves live, if that make any sense, under Donald Trump's America. <laughs> and I, I actually don't mind that. You know what I'm saying? At least I know my enemy is. Oh, no, I always said that. I'm a good creeping one. around. In the speech, like, I'm always like, no, they can have their rallies. That's fine. Right rally too. Do you remember the dude at the woo with the Confederate flag on the back of his truck window? I, it was like a Jeep, right? Yeah, big ass truck, like a pickup truck. Was it Lemon though? You talking about mm -hmm. the all-headed dude that used to that used to lift weights? I don't, I don't, I don't remember who, what his name he, is. He was mad cool and. But he had a big ass Confederate flag on his back. I don't remember that person in his truck. I'm sure that happened. Yeah. But you know what, like. I'm just saying, they're around, man. I mean, Johnson Laws is kind of different, though. Like, so he he, he had to be really bold because there was a lot of us around there. Right. It must have been subtle. You think how how many? <laughs> what's the percentage? Because you know they were the <clears throat> Johnson Wills was kind of segregated. Like, we kind of kept to ourselves. I mean, really. he's always gonna be that way. I don't I don't know why, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I want to be. I don't like in New York is a little different though. I don't know. It's like New York is a little mixed. Like I mean, no, Jason, they mixed because they were about to take the shit from you. <laughs> you just wait. What do you mean? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm not. Nah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like just general socializing. Like you're gonna end up in a mixed group regardless. Like if I just go to a bar, right? Yeah. I I'm gonna end up in a mixed group nine times out of ten. It's not gonna all be one way. Like just socializing. I'm just speaking about socializing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My bad, my bad. I mean, yeah, of course, but but that's not everywhere. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, because when I went to Johnson and Wales, when I went to Johnson and Wales, that was kind of 
it, it, it kind of human nature kind of kicked in and I, I migrated to what I knew was comfortable, which is for people who look like me. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't trusted nobody else type shit. And I realized that they did that in Johnson and Wales. So I, what I was going to ask is how many people you think was racist as fuck over there? You know what? Because I feel like a lot of the white motherfuckers was hating on us. <clears throat> when we was few good men, when we was trying to be interested and all that. I feel like they was hating all oh, body karate. It wasn't just Jennifer Beaky stopping our flow. I feel like it was a cut of them, them other frats and sororities hating. Oh, like, oh, the niggers. <laughs> Word up, oh. I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt, though. You was playing music that Yeah, I will. Huh? I said, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I'm sure there was somebody, but. You were. Right. Not a lot, though. It was I mean, I ain't, really, I ain't really get close enough to, to really investigate or find out, but I'm just saying for I mean, we used to hang out together like my freshman year and even um right. sometimes in my sophomore year because my roommate John and he hung out with, with Max. You know, Max, Max, uh, Max was French and they would all, and then they would go to them parties and sometimes I would go too. So people, I feel like for the most part, it was it was cool, you know. But um, they definitely, but again, everybody goes to their they side of town and we go to our side of town. I don't get, I don't uh. get wrong with that. It was click up. Yeah. You know, lions gonna go with lions, tigers gonna go with tigers at the end of the day. You don't matter you can put them all in the cage together, they still gonna migrate their separate ways. <laughs> that's, that's just human that's just nature, not even human. That's just nature. <laughs> you can put you can put That's a the shit though. But that's the shit though. Why? That we do you feel like we different beasts along along cultural lines? So I, like what you just said was completely different breed, like animals, right? Like you said two different animals, like tigers are go with tigers, lions are go with lions. Look at that white motherfucker's a human just like me. Like if I needed a kidney, I could probably use one of the white people's kidneys. <laughs> They'll definitely use yours. <laughs> right, they will definitely use mine. So, so it's I, like, I on, do, do, do we really separate through cultural lines that, that adversity? So... I think, so remember, the key word here is cultural lines, not racial lines, not just skin color. Because I believe that if a white person is genuine and has the same interests and experiences like me, then he's going to come this way too. And we've seen that. Right. The problem is, what's the likelihood of that? Because how many of y'all are raised in our communities? You know, I actually have some white friends like that, that they gravitate to what we do. You know, to some degree, you might even say, they might be more authentically into it than, than I am because of how much traveled I am now. The reason why I I'm, I tend to gravitate towards more cultural lines is because I feel like the attack today is, yeah, a lot of us are black, but it's more, it's in the cultural attack. Like people that, you know, like you were saying, that people think do shit like us. You know what I'm saying? It's an attack on everybody like us. Like the Kardashians so keep morphing into a black girl? <laughs> no. Morphing into Beyonce and more so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're right. But yeah, it's shit like that. And I, I like honestly, I I don't mind that. Like you you all envy people. I got nose ring because of Tupac. It is what it is, bro. Like we, we all got our little uh, I think a nose a little ring. style cues from different people. 
Yeah, but you said a nose and a complete body morphing is different. Like, you still look like Jason. Yeah, I can see the Tupac inspiration in it, and that's dope. But right. You still look like Jason. Now, if you start cutting your hair off and yeah, start putting know, foundation man. on it, I'm going to be like, what the fuck is with you, man? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. We got one trip in this bitch, man. I don't know if I, I, I don't feel, I don't, do what you want to do, bro. <laughs> do what the fuck you want to do. I mean, at the end of the day, I do agree. I only challenge when people promote it on a, on a, on a national level. You know what I'm saying? That's when I got, that's when I got. Who does that, though? I you think know? we never, we, I think us as people, Justin, I think we really need to start holding the media more accountable. They drive a lot of our fuckery, and then we blame it on the celebrity. Like they, they fall. They gonna get their money like you would. It's a fact. And so they living their life, and they getting paid off, and niggas all up their ass because they telling us that's what we need to see. Kim Kardashian just came out of Club Town. Do we really need to see that? <laughs> yeah, you know, when me, I have a friend, and they always go to like fucking what is that lip service. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. please don't send me this shit to my phone. I've never even been to the website. Like, send me books you read. Send me, send me motivational quotes. Send me history. I don't give a fuck about Try to get you caught up in the matrix. <laughs> never that. You took the wrong thing, not me. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that, man. You'll be surprised how many people are so caught up in this whole. Um, celebrity media. Like people are really caught up in this shit. I wonder because maybe people ain't experienced just how real life is. You know what I'm saying? Like I've lost people. No, I think no. I think I think personally, Justin, it's because people <laughs> experience real life so much. That's their little escape. Ah. Yeah. Mind fuck themselves. Like oh, I can get that because it's there. It's on TV. And that's where the that's where the sickness comes in, because at some point motherfuckers starting to believe they can still get it. Uh, I really wish I really do think this is like the worst thing to happen. Yeah, it added the catalyst. Human nature is already fucked up. <laughs> you know what, though, man? I feel like the 90s was dope, though, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's a golden era, I'm telling you, bro. Even though we was fucked up, that drill. But it was a golden era. We, we definitely kicked down some doors, changed some shit. We definitely changed the status quo, for sure. Yeah, man. Like, I just... Never gonna be the same. Amen. That was the crucible of cool, bro. The 90s? Oh, my Jesus. We was doing some wild shit back then. <laughs> that ass. Crisscross pants. Yo. <laughs> we my shit backwards, bro. The baggy shit can go, can, can go away, though. That that was hell. That was terrible. I don't know why we did that. Right. That shit the 3X hard. joints. Bro. Oh, my God. Yo, you remember visors? The golf joints. Oh yeah, you had them upside down. Oh my Jesus! <laughs> you gotta thank Tiger Woods for that one. <laughs> Remember, we used to have all the all the sweatbands on your arm and shit, which you sleeve up. Like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers got snow goggles and shit for no reason. 
Yo. <laughs> These are good jobs, though, bro. It's like costumes, man. It's like straight-up costumes. I mean, I, technically, that's what it was. We was we really were going against the status quo. They wanted us to be all fitted and tight and everything. We went the complete opposite. We're going to wear the biggest, baggiest shit we can find. Loudest, most colorful. It's funny you like, said If you think about the colorful colors we used to, bro, it was like the bright red. The Tommy Hilfiger had all the, 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 um, the American flag, red, pageant, bro. Making me think of those bad boy videos and shit with Right. Oh my jeez. <laughs> but you know what's funny? You make me think of something right now. I was listening to Dick Gregory speak and he was talking about how like the black man um he was talking about zoot suits and like what the significance of it really was. Right. He was like, you know how like black he was like the black man was invisible, like they didn't see him. So he was like, mm. you know, but then when we started coming out with these zoot suits and these big old crazy hats. Big old crazy looking suits. They had to see you. He was like, they would look at us and laughing, but he said, you know what it meant though? For the first time, it meant they still had to see us. We was being seen for the first time. And I was like, all right, I could take that. And I guess I think about the expression now in the 90s, like that's what that's what all that raw, raw, that wild shit was about. Because mm. it all really kicked off with like NWA and then like everybody took that and just ran with it. That's when, like, it was like, all, like, in your face. I'm trying to think, who was the first to, like, really break the baggy shit? Like, was it crisscross? I mean... Like, Rakim and them wore, like, nice shit, but it wasn't as baggy as, like, niggas and, like... But they, they like, weren't like, wearing... They, the, they were the first ones to stop really wearing the the suits and all that. And it, it just gradually shifted from there. I can't really remember the first time I see OD baggy shit. I really can't think of it. I have to look that up. <laughs> down, go down memory lane real quick, check that out. I mean, I know in Nas's video, he got on baggy shit. He, Cause he got on the middle right. lane. So that's, that's like 93 right there. Cause the album comes out in 94. I mean, in in Ice T's um cop killer shit, that I mean, his shit ain't really that fitted. Okay. Um, but you know, he was on that. He was on that Cali shit. So. I still haven't made the Cali man. Them niggas is wild out there. Well, yeah, that that's on my bucket list. I gotta get out there. See what's on the fuss and bustle about. Mm. What else are we uh. talking about? Yo, you yeah. know what? Um, I'm actually gonna cut for a commercial real quick. Hold on. Yo, hip hop professor. You ever heard of the term Queen of Spades? What's that? So remember that text message I sent you with the white lady with the little Ace of spade on her on her ankle. She had the heel on. I know, it's yeah. been, man. We never got to we never got to talk about this, but yeah. matter of fact, let me put another joint real quick because this is gonna be one of my conversations. And what happened? For sure, the her ace of spade tattoo. <laughs> you don't remember that? 
No, I don't. It was about like this. Um, it's like a secret society cult type joint. They um, they're like white women that are like usually like they just like to have sex with black men. But matter of fact, oh, is this a fact? It's something. Matter of fact, let me. Let me, let me, let me, let me <laughs> I'm gonna read it for for beta. Um, let's see. I don't know how I feel about this shit. Ever since I've seen Get Out, I'm scared of shit like that. Trying to get me. <laughs> Harvest my kidney. Here it is. It's called the Queen of Spades Phenomenon. This simple but elegant symbol is showing up on the ankles of so many white women today, both young and mature. It represents her open acceptance of black superiority and makes clear her sexual preference to the entire world, and in many cases, to her cockled white husband as well. His acceptance commonly follows with... Oh, so they be married already. Sometimes. His, his commonly follows with enforced chastity and submission to both wife and her black lover. The harmony mm-hmm. that is achieved is called the new black paradigm. Ooh. Get out there. I'm gonna go catch you one of them. <laughs> I'm, good. Days, job. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So it's Queen of Spades. That's what it's called. Queen of Spades. Uh, <laughs> you remember this? Nah, not at all. Or if you did send it, I ain't read it. <laughs> I'm dope. You know what's crazy? I just typed in the Queen of Spades, and it's a short story with supernatural elements by Alexander Pushkin. What's this about? I wonder if this is any significance to what they uh how they got the name. Nah. That's some thotty shit. But I, hey man, if that's if that's what you're trying to do, I just don't see how the the ankle tattoo I mean unless you know. Like if I didn't know, I wouldn't have thought anything about it. <laughs> Alright, here's right? the, like a woman that wears this symbol as either a tattoo, piece of clothing, jewelry, or anything else, loves, craves, and desires black bulls. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If married, the husband is cockled and knows his place to always step back and never interfere with the wife's desire for sweet, dark chocolate. Oh, boy. Mm. Important note on bareback sexing. In the event the wife becomes black bread pregnant due to a single... (laughs) Or multiple intimidation of group sexing. The pet will provide support and raise her mixed children as if his own, regardless of never knowing or seeking out who the biological father is. Oh. A branded queen of spades is a lifetime willing acceptance that this woman is claimed loyal and owned by a black men only. Yo. What the fuck? How do you do that? Hey, Amen. <laughs> Hey, man. I'm asking questions you don't need the answers to. <laughs> I got some crazy shit on here, man. Damn. That's a little too freaky for me right there. Yeah, I'm good. More sad. Well, one of our listeners uh, had, it, had it sent, it sent that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and we, you know, thank you for utilizing the messages, you know. Services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you sending that. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah, I I wonder if he's a participant himself. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know he's not. 
Hey man, you you never know. Hey, get it how you live though, Playboy. Seriously. Right. Don't be judging people, Jeff. Let the let the people live. Shit. Damn. Yo, do you can you I saw a crazy ass stat. I was watching some uh, um a podcast and they said something like I don't wanna misquote, but it was it was a wild ass high number of people who have foot fetishes. I do you have a foot fetish, Justin? Do you have something that you want to tell our our, our fans? I actually prefer women. Are you into toes? Nope. I like closed toe shoes. I like women that wear pumps, clothes. Right. I, don't I like socks. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep the socks on. Like, yeah. You should be. I don't. I do not like feet. Be. I'm quite good on them. I mean. I will. I respect if you got your toes done, though. Like I can tell when you have nicer feet. Right, 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 right. Now I respect the effort. It ain't about your feet. I respect the effort. <laughs> yeah. What about women that got big feet? Like, got them boats. Like. Hey, man. If I already, if I'm already fucking with you, I would just cut ass on your feet. <laughs> you just cut ass on your big ass boobies. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what other kind of popular fetishes are there? Um. Butt plugging. Oh, Niggas who like to get pegged by their chick. Oh. What? Or horrible decisions. You ever you ever watch that um that podcast? These nah. two chicks, Wheezy and Mandy. Nah, you know. I'll be learning a lot. I'll be learning a lot. Lip service with um Angela Yee. Angela Yee. Yeah. I'll be learning a lot on there too. I watched the old episode with the stallion because I'm trying to get an understanding of who she was. Cause uh, a little court. Okay. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, but I was trying to see what kind of person she is, and I'm kind of I'm really digging her. You know what I mean? She seems like she's a real cool chick, actually, and not what I thought. Um, right, she's right, right, right. Innocent on the show, so I was like, "What? Aren't you the hot girl summer? Just don't that real mean hot girl shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's ah, <laughs> She was mad sweet. Every reaction you could tell, like they was talking wild shit, huh? But yeah, bro. Yeah, but I've been watching all the, those female centric podcasts, trying to learn something. Wow. Oh, shout out to the woman, man. Uh, it's a National Women's Month, right? Uh, International Women's. Well, International Women's Day was a few days ago, but it's still yeah. Uh, Women's History Month. You know what I mean? For all the things. Word. Word. Yeah. Yo, I dropped the Malcolm X mixtape last month, man. I, I've been saying I want to do something for women, like maybe get like Angela Davis or some other like powerful sisters, man. Just like get some of the yeah, yeah, you got, you got Auntie, you got Auntie Angela. Um, who else we got out there? Angela Davis was so fine when she was younger. Yeah, I wish I could go back in time and marry her. If she'd have you me. know, she probably listen, man. Probably she probably would have told you you would you would have had to have come correct, correct, brother. She was on her shit. Yeah. The US I think she was I think she was bagging dudes. I don't think dudes was bagging her. I think she was bagging dudes. <laughs> She's intimidating this shit. Yeah. I mean Asada Shakur. Asada Shakur got some joints out there too. She got some speeches out there? I think she does. Um, but I'm saying you could probably blend it. You're gonna do like one person, probably do a little mix. Yeah. 
I guess I wanted to honor like one woman in particular, just like how I did the Malcolm X joint. It'd be dope. Okay. Like, just one woman, but. Well, the, the thing is, I don't think any of them. Yeah. And I guess that's in itself kind of shows the discrimination that women face, right? Like all this right. stuff I got of Malcolm, you know, and we all know how much I love Malcolm and there's a reason for that, but nonetheless. And, something I don't know if Angela has full speeches, but I know she has interviews. Yeah. So you might be able to get an interview and kind of chop it up a little bit. <laughs> do some tanks. But yeah, that Malcolm that Malcolm X mix was dope. It came it came across. So funny fire. enough, so at my school they're doing this thing called um, Black Out Loud. It's like a art. It's like an art show that kind of shows like black expression at the University mm -hmm. of North Carolina Chapel Hill. I hit them up, man, and I'm gonna actually submit the mixtape as an art exhibit. That's dope. Yeah, That's dope. yeah. Just don't get that ass sued, you heard? What happened? Don't get no, copy, don't get no <laughs> copyright infringement calls or nothing like that. For DJ? You can't do that to a DJ. Like, I'm promoting you. I don't, I don't know. I ain't getting the scent of it. Yeah, things are fishy these days. Yeah. That's yeah, true. what else? Yo, the NBA. Yo, I'm kind of worried, man, about this. Coronavirus fucking with the NBA playoffs, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Yo, they're meeting on Wednesday to discuss their protocol, and you see schools are closing left and right. So that means that college basketball is going to be affected eventually. March Madness is about to start. Yeah, well, I need UNC to win the um the tournament though, so they can get into March Madness. <laughs> Poor fella, yeah. they out there stinking it up, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. And, you know, Cole Anthony was the truth, man. It's supposed to be our year. I think, right, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like all college players next year should just not play in every sport. I mean, like, pairs. <laughs> well, you know, they already submitted their um, the article that they're working on. It's just they're working on how to make it, like, equitable, I guess. Fuck that. Pay them niggas. I mean, what were you paying? What would you pay them? This is how I would pay them, right? So you remember how we was in college and we used to get the fucking, uh, we get the meal plan, we get our dorm, mm -hmm. and then whatever was left over, you get in a check mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Only difference is when you get a, a school scholarship, like for sport, for basketball, you got to add in the TV programming, marketing fee, and all that type of stuff. Just add in all that stuff. And then that'll be the scholarship fee. And then, of course, the lump sum at the end of the year will be a lot larger than what we was getting. I mean, and that's that'll be it. So they're getting that already, the lump sum thing. But you want them yeah, to, but I'm saying it's not the same, bro. You want them to share the, you want them to share the TV deal? The TV money? On the, the TV money? You know, all the merchandising money? Oh, yeah, yeah. Down with you on that. Work. They should. Um, whatever else. Wherever they like Mrs. Zach, get them, get them paid and all that. Nah. Because that's how the coaches get paid. Nah, yeah, yeah. That's how they come up with the, the contracts for the coaches or justify it, I should say. You know, what's funny. I remember um I had posted an article on my Facebook a couple years back. When the Kaepernick thing first started, there was supposedly a black investment group, and they were pitching mm. this idea of creating a private league for HBCUs where they paid kids like 
seventy-five thousand a year plus gave him a full scholarship. Seventy-five K to me, that's gold. That's good. That's, yeah, that's it. Hey man. You only gonna be there for one year anyway if you're going to good bread. And if if you good, if you any if you good enough. Yeah. And if not, bro. you could uh, make shit work like that. You can play basketball four years, graduate, and go on and do something else. Fire. Speaking of HBCUs, did you see um Uncle Dion did that um he, he announced the NFL is holding the HBCU combine. That's that's dope. That's dope. I thought that was super fire. Cause yeah. think of all those dudes who will probably be better than whoever whoever we ever thought of, but never got a chance because they went to the HBCU. That's and they don't get real competition in football anyway. Well, I I don't I don't, I don't know. I was talking to some brothers that played a century because they had played the quarterback for the Giants last year when they played mm-hmm. Duke. He was like, yo, he's fucking him up, man. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, that nigga was a beast. Uh, I want to. Well, see- I mean, of course, you if you if you got the opportunity, you still, you know, you gonna do some things. I like to see players go back to HBCUs, but I feel like we got to stop telling people what's a sacrifice for the community, and we need to start giving them something for their sacrifice. Like, don't just tell all these kids to just. Turn their backs on these schools and come back, even though it's beneficial for all of us. But right. we need to like, we need to, we need to, we need to generate something for them. You know what I mean? Like, give me a reason to. Like, yeah. listen, if 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 when I was coming out of high school, if I had some HBCU people, let's say they sent up some alums or something to my school and told me, "Yo, come to this school, you do this, you do that," and like throughout throughout the school year, they gave me hype to come to that school or whatever. I ain't getting none of that. Oh, for real? I probably would have went to HBCU. Damn, yeah. Hold on. You know what I'm so my parents wanted me to go to HBCU. They wanted me to go on a black college tour, but I just right. felt like I I remember, I remember telling them verbatim, I was like, I've been around black people all my life. Like I need to get ready to see the real world. Like, Damn, scrap, you just you did that to yourself. Yo, my mom and dad was like you could have been at Howard or something, living the late night. But then I wouldn't have met you. I mean, true. I mean, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty and everything, bro. I'm just saying. But I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Until I went to UNC Chapel Hill, I felt like um, PWIs have been fine to me. But after being here, I would always – I'm a big – I'm a huge proponent of them. And not for nothing, yeah. yo, the schools are nice. Like, Central is fucking popping. Like that shit looks beautiful. They got resources. It's a nice ass school, and they got better. Yeah, man, I just, I just wish um they would promote themselves a little bit, you know, better. Well, you know, yeah, back in the day, we used to promote them. Like, you ever watch Def Comedy Jam? Or Martin right. Moore was HBCU sweaters. Right, that's a fact. That is also a fact. Like, you don't get that. Um, like the Cosby's, like everybody in the Cosby's was always wearing a sweater of some sort. Like, yo, the other day in Harlem, I seen a dude in an Alpha Phi Alpha sweater, and I was like, oh shit, Fred dude. It made me feel good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh shit. But, like, that kind of representation or support of whatever you, that, just that culture, being able to experience that, that shit is amazing. Like, every time I speak to one of these young boys, like I tell them the greatest thing I ever did in life was go away for school. Not just go to school, but go away for school. Like actually have to fend for myself and me on my own. Out there meeting people, 
and you know just really experiencing life with no no kind of um, safety net really and um you know go out there and do that figuring out your meal plan or finding friends to cook up with because you miss the home cooked meal and shit like that Oh man, yo, you know, freshman year, yo, I used to, I used to cook for the boys, and they would buy steaks. Figuring it out, right? That's what I'm saying. Figuring it out, yo. I remember Janda used to cook every Sunday, and we used to go over to Flamingo Hall and tear that food up. <laughs> wow, it was good times, man. Deadass. But yeah, like the the whole HBCU thing, I I find it. Um, kind of. Plus, you know what it a is. Travesty like, we, that they don't promote don't, it as much. I feel like in New York City, we don't need it because we like around. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I feel nah, like streets it. itself is is an HBCU. You know what I mean? Like my experiences in the Bronx, Harlem, Queens, even going on. Yeah, Justin, I honestly feel like the next great like mover of social change needs to come out of a place like New York or Cali. It got to be like a Nipsey Hussle type. It got to be a person. Uh-huh. They always come out of those places. It's always somebody coming out of New York. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they need to come now. <laughs> like, right now, they got all these people that they bringing out of all these other places and stuff like that. And those two places, we now, we kind of just... Settled. Oh, you know who New York got? The young guy. Um, Jamon. Never heard like, of him. City Council or something? Never heard of him. Dude, he be everywhere. He um I know I know AOC more than I know him. Well, she's a congresswoman, that's why she's got a, I think her position's higher. So that's why. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, I'm just saying. We need a fucking another Malcolm QEP. Oh, you can forget that. They killed. They wiped that out. They ain't coming back. You ain't getting that again. Oh no, it's coming. Always coming. Always coming. Always coming. Believe me, Justin. Because niggas is fed the fuck up. You're right, but and these younger niggas ain't like these younger niggas ain't like us. They're a little different. They're a little more radical. They're a little more off the cuff. A little more disrespectful. We was disrespectful, but they're a little bit more disrespectful. Yeah, but that's but Huey and guys like Malcolm were weren't disrespectful. They were calculated. They were well read. They were intelligent. No, I'm saying no. What I'm saying is is you know how they always say you you give respect to get respect that kind of thing, and they came a point in the 90s where like the whole Tupac you know I always go back to that whole Tupac and be like we've been trying to sing our way in for a long time we are hungry for us and that whole that whole little soliloquy that he always that I always bring up and I feel like we're getting to a point where like this generation of people and kids um like the whole Bernie Hillary election like niggas like nigga if Bernie not in there I ain't voting I don't give a fuck with none of I don't care Donald Trump win or not it's gonna be the same shit anywho <laughs> right and before a lot of us were doing the whole yeah we gotta vote for the other guy yeah we gotta get Bill in there cause we don't want the other guy 
Uh, we got to get um, who was the other guy? They wanted Al Gore in there, but then George Bush stole Florida. So you know that kind of thing. So I get what you're saying, and I was actually talking to a young man about this. I was reading a text today, and um, he was he was going over the Enlightenment period, mm. and the Enlightenment period was, I believe, also kind of wasn't that like in the it's it's always around the turn of the century, and that's where yeah. a lot of our philosophies we have today derive from. And I think right. in that period right now, when we're seeing people like we're challenging religion, you know, um, like a lot of us are stepping away. We're not we're not going to church no more because we're not just going to just blindly follow what somebody tell us, you know what I mean? And you can't, right. things like we have questions and we're not answering them and we're not listening no more. We're not just, we're not being blind. Just like with politics, like we're not just going to, I'm going to be a Democrat because my mom and dad are. No, the Democrats right. have done nothing for me. I'm going to vote. It always for comes, it always comes with the influx of um, information. Yeah. But so like with the, with the enlightenment period came like, you know, the opening of schools and, you know, all the um, books being written and read at the same time. Yeah. And now it's the same thing. Like, there's so much access to information that people are starting to realize. Like, you know, you start to put the pieces in the pu to the puzzle together and you realize that mm, this don't really add up. That don't really make no sense. Exactly. And so you question and that question kind of steamrolls and, and snowballs into a whole other question. And, hey, man, it drops humanity forward <laughs> at the end of the day we're gonna get better even though we getting worse first ages are coming man i think gil scott heron once said man revolution ain't nothing but change and change is bound to come so that's right. the revolution Word up. but i don't know man i think um Cause I think around, I think they're starting to report the uh, the primaries and with this Biden shit. I don't know, man. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Bernie still got a shot. Like he ain't out out yet. It was just kind of alarming to see the support Biden got. That's a fact, especially from black people. Yeah. I'm about to look it up right now. Where they at? Interesting. Damn. Biden takes Mississippi and Missouri. I don't understand. All these southern states where they just... I don't get these people, man. Like, how do they do this shit? Old people, man. Stuck in their ways. Damn. They don't want to pay no more taxes. They feel like they getting taxed. And, you know what I'm saying? They feel like every politician is after them. It's crazy. Really, should have been Elizabeth Warren. Should have been. She's the only one that really ran a straight line campaign. That's a fact. She ain't really bullshit you. She put all her shit on the table. But, you know. Ain't ready for a woman, man. Nah. Still too many old boomers up there, old white boomers. That still got their wife doing everything for them. <laughs> they still live the housewife life. <laughs> Shit makes me sick, though. Ain't it, ain't it, though? And they kind of make it bad for all us niggas. 
That's a Old man get a bad rap for those little white fuckers. What do you think about the NBA season, yo? You still are you a LeBron fan yet or not? I never be. I don't think I ever be a LeBron fan completely. Yeah. Like I always have that little like you could have been a god in the back of my head. I don't know. Did you see what Jay Williams said to um to Stephen A. Smith the other day? That um about the whole you try to hold him to the whole Kobe Jordan. Yeah. yeah. I've never denied that. I like killers. It's a fact. Yeah. LeBron's not that, and I have a problem with that. You got I've never denied that. Yeah, I've never denied that. Yeah. Like he's a he's a good dude. Good father, all that blah. The same thing <laughs> Stephen A. always says. Good father, philanthropist, blah blah. I I enjoy him as a human being, but that's not. I don't like his brand of basketball personally. It's just a little soft for me. So I know you like Zion. You think Zion be bodying everybody? I like Zion. Uh, uh, like me and Marky were talking about on on Facebook. Um, I just know if he got. I don't know if he gonna be able to hold that up, man. Like I, I get Bo Jackson vibes so like he gonna just pop out of his hip or something. Oh, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> yeah, right, bro. Like he literally ran out of his hair, and he was never Bo Jackson again. Word, as sad as it at a, I don't want to think about it that way, but you got to. But my favorite player right now is Ja, man. I love Ja Morant. I love how he attacked the game. I hear a little pit bull, but he's a point guard. So I just love how he played the game, man. Uh oh, LeBron just backtracked. He said LeBron will listen if NBA bans fans over corner over coronavirus. Hey man, you gotta make that bread. He's talking foolish. But they make that money. Start it's going to be so boring. Closed circuit games? <clears throat> I don't think it's going to get that bad, but who knows, man. I don't know, man. They, they're closing colleges, man. That's crazy. Now, I don't know how far they're going to go with this whole skit tactic. <laughs> see how far they take it. Bro, when they close the schools, that's huge, man, because you got international students that are, like, fucked up. I'm sure. All these people are displaced. This is a uh, this is wild. I think it is just a little bit different now because it's America getting the brunt of it. But the whole Ebola, this is Ebola, fucking swan flu, bird flu, it's all over again. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of the panic, man. Mm. Yep. Now I can't get hand sanitizer like I normally do. <laughs> Google has his employees working from home. Damn. And added to the fact that it just exposes how nasty motherfuckers is. Like, why do I have to remind you to wash your hands, bro? Like, come on, dog. <laughs> this is just crazy, man. Oh. But yeah, <coughs> I think I've got to cut it here, man. <coughs> oh, shit. Oh.
Got to clean up. Got some company coming through. I heard the guy. <laughs> Listen, man, just remember to use some hand sanitizer. Wipe down that before and after. I'm not putting all, hand sanitizer on my nuts. All, all personal contact. <laughs> oh, not to use hand sanitizer on my nuts. That's crazy. Yo, you seen that video of the of the parents spraying their kids with Lysol? I think it was in Mississippi. It was in Mississippi. Monkey sent it to me. What? Bro, the parents was spraying their kids with Lysol in the street, like. <laughs> I would send you that video. <laughs> Bro, hilarious. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. Well, you already know, bro, bro. bro. I I'm going to jump down. Peace. Peace out. Hey.